This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to Who's Up Podcasts. I'm Freya and I'm here with Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> Joseph. Good evening. And Joe. Not morning! <laughs> <laughs> the listener reference is actually afternoon. And once again, we can't tell the time of day. It is always the afternoon. The the afternoon. There's, yeah, there's yeah, never been a podcast know. recorded in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly works out quite well. I like it. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, and what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about... Well, the five-ish doctors... Night of the Doctor and Day of the Doctor, but first Five-ish Doctors, uh, a classic, wonderful I think episode. Five first, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning for the Five-ish Doctors reboot. <laughs> yes, for Five-ish Doctors reboot, probably for the Five Doctors, Night of the Doctor, possibly Arc of Infinity. Who knows at this point? Uh, at this point, we could say anything. And so. big finish. Oh, yeah. Big finish always good. Yeah, um, but for the Five-ish Doctors, the first question is: Why did we show this episode? Because it's wonderful. Because Wrong. some people, including me, haven't seen it. And Wrong. Crime. I, I know whatever I say will be wrong. I refuse. There was only one reason why we showed this episode. Oh, what was it? For the fans. <laughs> for the fans. We showed it for the fans. <laughs> See, when you said you were introducing this with a joke, this is not what I was expecting. For the fans. I thought we showed it for the eighth Doctor Paul again. <laughs> wow. No. no, no. <laughs> No, f- Five-ish Doctors, it's just a fantastic time all around, especially with Russell D. Davies. Oh, you're like 27-minute message. Yeah. Love that. I want to hear the whole 27-minute message. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so cute. I mean, more in reference to the fact that, you know, he's like, I want to be back on, you know, I can have a cameo, I can come back. <laughs> it's like, now he has. Yeah. Mm. One day I will come help. back. <laughs> yes, I will come back. Until then, there must be no You're chance. actually making me emotional. <laughs> Fred, that's not difficult. <gasps> the, the slander on this... I mean, she's, Fred, not, she's not wrong. True. I mean, she's not wrong. Again, <laughs> spoilers for Flux, but we all know that, that next time sequence. That. <clears throat> Was that an emotion? It was overload. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's... that's that is true. Is is love an emotion or is it a mission? We don't know. <laughs> oh no! God. Uh, I mean, no flux. All classic who now. Five-ish doctors. Yeah, five-ish doctors. Yes. Um, uh, no, five-ish doctors. I mean, it's it's just a great time. There's like it's hilarious. It's fantastic. Is that how much more can you say? But you really it feel when... taking itself too seriously either. It's just like a fun little romp. That, but also it feels like you can tell that so much effort was put into making it something fun and special. Just the amount of guest stars, the number of scenes, the length, how many extras and behind the scenes access they needed. Like the whole thing has this really fun, low budget, casual feel, but they spend so much work on it and it really Mm. paid off. They got stuff of The Hobbit. Yeah. 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 They got Ian McKellen. Yeah. That's all, like Gandalf, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) It's just the best. And you really feel watching it that everyone in front of and behind the camera was just having so much fun. It really shows. I mean, I think it's obvious that, you know, Peter Jackson was in on it, but my question is, was Ian McKellen in on it? Because I'd almost almost prefer to believe, you know, what if he just wasn't? That that would be... I I would absolutely believe Ian McKellen Yeah, exactly. responded like that. Exactly. You know, it's... It's genuinely funny, too. Like, I laugh more at this than most stuff I can think of in mm. recent memory. <laughs> it's just amazing, incredible, also, glorious. Also, the fact that the, the, the actors involved, they clearly 
like didn't just see it as a role they saw it as like taking on mm. like a um, mantle yeah yeah i couldn't think of the right word but yeah a mantle and, and they're and they're sort of like upholding that even now and uh thinking that they have a responsibility to the fans to actually do something fun for this anniversary and they're clearly having a blast doing it which mm. just makes it even better to watch mm. no absolutely it's just a it's a great time for all of the actors. It's a great time, you know, for the fans. They were, like, right. It's, you keep saying that, but it's true. It's true. It's, true. it's so true. That's what's so good about it is so much of it is funny, but it's also right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it is done, like, specifically for all the fans, because I know that, like, Doctor Who fans love stuff like that. Just mm. mucking around, like, talking about the show and just having a good time so yeah it was it was lovely and also seeing a bit of the fan culture at the time like in back um behind the scenes in conventions and things mm. that was fun and seeing behind the scenes in the 50th anniversary special as well because we mm. didn't get much behind the scenes content like massively because you know r.i.p confidential i guess r.i.p confidential <laughs> r.i.p some other things uh Probably a whole load of massive um, rush to finish everything on time and <laughs> overload and chaos, but that's that always happens. To it, be fair, it so. was nice to see like mm. a like even though it wasn't particularly serious and a lot of it was staged, it was nice to see a little bit of the goings on behind the scenes, like of the actual fiftieth special. I mean, like, even if it was obviously you know acted and stuff, I still cringed internally when I saw the three doctors just talking while there was filming going on <laughs> yeah. set. That legitimately hurt me. <laughs> like, I suppose the average person like watching it would just not think anything of it, but so they know not to do that, but yeah. they're just there like doing it. Yeah. And none of the extras turn around or like acknowledge they're there. It kind of makes it funnier because mm, the yeah. jokes that no one knows who they are. Oh yeah, no, it's it's just great. And yeah, I'm I don't really know what else there is to talk about with Five Ish Doctors. There's so delightful. many companions as mm, well. That's Does true. It? Well, no, all the. the, the, oh, yeah, in, the one, in the one scene with Stephen Moffat, Moffat where he's having a dream and they're all like. Like everyone whispering to her is actually like one of the old companions that they oh, got back to do yeah. a little voice. Yeah. See, I didn't notice that the first time. Either. I knew that one. That was amazing. Because it's based on a five speed generation, isn't it? Uh, from Caves of Androzani? Yes. Yeah, it is, which is a fantastic scene. That's also why I had a bunch of Peter Davison companions as well, specifically. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Uh, and I mean, I think, oh, spoilers for Keiser and Josani, but the Doctor regenerates. And, <laughs> uh, and also, I haven't seen that episode yet. It's actually a really good, also decent episode if you if you like five stuff. Uh, Wasn't it voted like the best episode of Doctor Who ever? Yeah, it was. Uh, so, yeah, no, there's a, there's a, I think there's a picture of Peter Davidson with it on a certificate, and he's flipping the bird at the camera. Yeah, in fairness, <laughs> the episode is, it's like it takes all your. We're off topic. Um. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen basically no classic Who. Like, I think four stories just with Husok, and this still works so well mm. and was delightful, even though I, I'm not familiar with most of these actors, mm. but the camaraderie and the chemistry they have just speaks mm. for itself. Yeah, I wasn't when I first watched it, um, and I've seen it like twice since being very familiar with mm. classic Who. And honestly, it, it, it gets, gets even better. better. It only yeah. gets yeah. Nice. It, it's wonderful, even if you don't know anything. Yeah. Like, as long as you know a little bit about Doctor Who, like that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then absolutely. You come back to it and go, wow, this is even so better. Much better than <laughs> oh. The other, thing, I mean, speaking of the scene with Stephen Moffat, I could also completely believe that he he writes exactly like moving those oh, yes, action figures around. He absolutely figures. does. That's absolutely how he that, writes. That's, that's just 
That's just canon. Not like uh, show canon. That's real life canon. That's they just cut the bit where he was making them do kissy kissy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it was implied. We knew it. Yeah. <laughs> he said we for a reason. <laughs> Oh god! All right, I don't know if we have anything else to say other than we just love the Fiveish no, Doctors. Good. It's just lovely. It's Wonderful. delightful. I think Christian will kill us if we don't mention the infinite number of people in it, including Nick Briggs. Mm. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That, that was amazing. The fact they actually managed to get so many people involved, including properly high-profile Doctor Who people. Mm. But you forget most of the people that David work, work on Doctor Who. Are fans of Doctor well, Who exactly. or related yes, to people yes. that work on Doctor Who? So it's quite easy to say, like, either I'm related to you, be in this, or uh, I'm like, you've been a fan of me for ages, will you be in this? <laughs> or in David Tennant's case, both. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I feel like we should probably move on to Night of the Doctor, which features the Eighth Doctor, Paul McGann, available now on Amazon for twenty six fifty seven. That's right, eight twenty six fifty seven. Uh, it can be erected in just a few seconds. Battery's not included. <laughs> oh, and um, I want to do the other bit, but I'm not allowed. No, that was my thought exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. It would appear he's been dieting. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. If, if the listeners don't know what we're referencing, please Google the eight Doctor Paul McGann on YouTube because it's it is the funniest thing. Absolutely. What is the whole video for Doctor Who? I think it's great. Oh, it's wonderful, but it's also five hours. It, is, yeah. I, it went goes by so quickly for me at least. <laughs> but I think the funniest thing about that. If, that, that, that is sorry, if you can. Topic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is if you can listen to a video essay on things I've had enough of my own thoughts on. That hearing someone else's thoughts for five hours, is, even if they agree with my own, is just not entertaining because I've done this <laughs> like every day of my waking life. <laughs> I think yeah, it's it is actually very good at content. Exhausting. No, it is, it is, it is yeah. very good at complication, that's fair. But yeah, no, Night of the Doctor, it's Ape Doctor Paul McGann. He wow. wasn't the Doctor you were expecting. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Doctor, but not the one you were expecting. Who knows? How did he, you know, he's just here now. And we get this wonderful regeneration scene, which, uh, and all sorts of things. Khan is back. Haven't seen Khan in a while. Um, wasn't Khan previously in the Brains of Morbius? The brain of Morbius, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the last time we saw yeah, him. Yeah, uh, speaking of the Brain of Morbius, uh, we're going to be coming back to that later um, for reasons that will make sense to me and not you, yes. I was going to say, what? are we? <laughs> Confuzzled. Anyway, I can mean, we I talk about... I what you mean, but... Can we talk about Cass for a minute? Because Cass. that was good. Because the Doctor coming to save someone and they refuse to be saved specifically because it's the Doctor. Like, the Doctor is always heralded in places as, like, the hero that comes in. People are grateful to see him, usually. Like, up until that point, most of the time. I mean, you say... I I wouldn't always say grateful. I think a lot of the time they're just unaware. But, like, the few who are aware are are grateful. But, yeah. the ones that know who the Doctor is. Uh, I mean, there's a a brilliant scene from the next Doctor with exactly that moment where the people are finally grateful to the Doctor. Yeah. But... No, it's nice because usually people like either are unaware or are grateful. Mm-hmm. So to have somebody immediately react to the doctor trying to save them with repulsion to the point where they're actually they will actually kill themselves rather than go with the doctor, mm-hmm. it just shows like the true impact that the Time Lords had, like the the hatred that Time Lords have in, have inspired, mm-hmm. and the doctor being a known member of well, the Time Lords despite not being the I thought it was just Time Lord in general. Yeah, Time Lord in general. It's Time Lord in general. Which is, is, if anything, more impactful because if all members of the species are now considered on the same level as the Daleks, 
It's something that implies the horrors mm. of the time war without needing to show it explicitly. Exactly. That's one thing I love about Night of the Doctor, and one thing I don't feel Day of the Doctor follows up on enough. Yeah, that's fair. I think but, a lot of people felt that way on the night. Yeah, but, I mean, Night of the Doctor itself was... It's only six minutes, but it's because it's so short. You don't... It doesn't need to go so... It's, just, it's quick, it's quick, things happen, things happen, and it's brilliant for that reason, because... Uh, so, sometimes it's easy, It's a lot easier to write short things than long things. Uh, it's a lot easier to get short things right, and Night of the Doctor was... It got basically every beat right. It was really good. I can't actually think of a criticism I have of it. It's just that good. Yeah. <laughs> it just it, uh, It's just wonderful. And also, for Eight to finally get the regeneration that he deserved, mm. it's quite lovely, especially... It's a better regeneration than Seven got. <laughs> or <laughs> Six. <laughs> But it's it's nice, especially after like all the big finish content, because there have mm. been a lot by that point, and there's been a lot more since, mm. and it's just wonderful. Oh, some of my favourite eight companions weren't mentioned in that speech because they ha- didn't exist yet, <laughs> which actually makes me really upset. But mm. um, anyway, I love the canonising of big finish mm. in like proper Doctor Who with the mentions oh. of his companions before he regenerates. Yeah. When I first watched this. Um, back in 2013, I didn't know who any of them were or who that was referencing. I was thinking, is there another film that I just haven't heard about? <laughs> With oh, all so, companions. Yeah, yeah, I was so confused. And, and then I found out about Big Finish yeah. and then the wealth of Eighth Doctor content. Mm. And since I've dived into it, that, that line hurts now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, actually, I would quite like to see the Doctor Who TV movie 2, Adventures of the Four Companions. <laughs> <laughs> the Forest Companions reboot. Yeah, Forest <laughs> Companions reboot. Oh, God. That's going to be... You know, what? in, like, 30 years, are we going to have a very old Peter Capaldi, Matt Smith, David Tennant coming along and doing the Five-ish Doctors reboot (laughs) too. Like, is that going to happen? Because I hope it does. I think that's the true 50th anniversary celebration. (laughs) Oh, and yeah, no, um, Night of the Doctor, great. And now we move on to what is going to undoubtedly be the meat of this episode. We've been agreeing on everything thus far. Yes. Yes. Now that's been Because, warning... (laughs) My opinions on this episode are mixed. Uh, mixed? No, they are actually mixed. <laughs> no, 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 I'll yeah. give you that. No, no, no. Because, I mean, I, I will admit, there's really great scenes and great moments yeah. in there. It's There's just a lot of things I really dislike. And I don't think it would take too much to make the episode one I would like. But it would change it a lot anyway, even if it's a lot of small things. I like the episode a lot, but I have seen it three times now. And each time it becomes a little less impactful for me. So I, I, this time especially, it really feels like it jumps straight from the first act to the third act, if that mm. makes sense. It feels like you're missing a chunk in the middle, and then suddenly the Zygons are defeated. That mm. is true. Um, in I will agree with that, but I don't want to get onto these opinions just yet, because we haven't even introduced or summarised the episode yet. <laughs> yes. That's fair. Sorry. It's Sorry. the 50th anniversary special, the day of the Doctor, the third, or actually three... Uh, Depending fourth, if you count Night as a full episode, in the Of the Doctor trilogy of episodes that are just all, in my opinion, mixed bags. But <laughs> what is it? Night, day, name, uh, time. time, time. That's it. <laughs> oh, I love how I said to people before this podcast, "Don't sneeze," and I'm the only one that's currently sneezed. <laughs> We're all glaring yeah. at you. Yeah, we are. That's about three times in two days. Podcast. Imagine sneezing <laughs> on a podcast. Never. Also, if you can send in the exact timestamp in the previous podcast when you think we edited out Joseph's sneeze, 
I will send you 10 quid. Like, not even joking. I'm only the first person to do it, but I will send you 10 quid. Um, so send me that timestamp. Like, figure out when I edited it out. Send that timestamp in. Unless you were on the podcast, darling. Oh, yeah, you no. Don't count. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not accepting submissions from people on the podcast, obviously. Uh, even then, I don't think you'd know the exact timestamp. <laughs> So day of the doctor. Mm. Day of the doctor. Not sneeze of the doctor. Um, recap, please. Well, you were kind of doing. That. Okay, fine. I guess I'll do it then. All right, fine. To be honest, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you've seen this. Oh yeah, no, you've yeah. seen this a lot. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's uh, in the present day, uh, Eleven's meeting up with Clara again after a bit of time out. Uh, they get together. Unit captures him because apparently uh, Elizabeth the First has left sealed instructions with a Time Lord painting she got somehow. The Palpatine uh, so, um, somehow, and um, the Eleventh Doctor has to investigate this mysterious conspiracy of how the events where he is the Tenth Doctor got married to Queen Elizabeth uh, are somehow suddenly related to the events in the present day with a Zygon invasion in the past crossing through paintings into the, the present and then it <laughs> also turns out that the war doctor at the exact moment is about to kill everyone and uh, Rose the moment bad wolf whatever Billy Piper was doing in this episode is like <laughs> how about <laughs> no so yeah how about no and then all the three doctors team up stop the Zygons uh, go around and then decide to wreck on the time war and that is the episode in a nutshell, from, I admit, my more cynical perspective. <laughs> well, it's two episodes, basically, isn't it? Because you have two completely different stories which do cross over. But I think that's one of the things I really like about it, is that mm. it's the dichotomy of those two stories together show everything Doctor Who is. Like, the Zygon story is, like, perfect... For me, it's perfect, cheesy Doctor Who fun. And then you have the Time War stuff, which is the more law-based, heavy, status quo changing. Yeah, I mean, I've got a few issues with that. Um, and because we've got the note here, Joe going to be a nitpicking word I'm not allowed to say on the podcast. Um, but uh, I think, because ultimately, the Time War actual stuff in this episode is not really a plot in it. And that's something I didn't realise properly until re-watching it this time, is that it's not, I mean, it's the emotional point of a lot of the episode, but it is carried very briefly by the War Doctor at the beginning and then resolved at the end. The meat, the bulk of this episode is in the Zygon plot. Uh, I agree, and I like that. I was going to say, I think that's hmm. the point. No, that is the point. And I do note that I just don't feel like it's... And it's, oh, it's difficult, and I'm going to try and sum up my words, but it's... Like, because I agree, that was a better choice than trying to actually intersperse two plots within the episode. I just don't feel like the Zygon plot works thematically in a sense because it's meant to be a comparison to the choice of the Time War. I don't quite feel like it's a valid comparison uh, because it's simplifying a lot of the issues and taking out a lot of the fact that, you know... It's not that the humans and Zygons are as bad as each other as the Time Lords and Daleks kind of became, uh, which is one of the points in Night of the Doctor. Uh, it just happens to be, you know, it's there. And the decision in uh, Day of the Doctor for Kate Stewart and the Zygons is, do we sacrifice a few people to save the planet? Of which, you know, it's like, in this case... The Doctor's like, no, don't do that, which, given what the Doctor did during the Time War, I would agree that that is what the Doctor would say and what the Doctor would do. See, you say it's not a good comparison because it oversimplifies it, but is that not the point of a comparison? 
if you're comparing to something which is equally complicated and difficult to understand. Okay, that is a good no point. There's no point making a comparison. This you is need a... something that's simpler to understand. And yes, it means it's not perfect, but mm. no comparison ever yeah, yeah. is, because the only perfect thing is the thing itself. Mm. Okay, I agree with you. That being said, uh, oversimplification was not like the right word for what I probably meant, in that it would not have been possible to erase, like, or rather to get the Time Lords and the Daleks to sit down and hammer out a treaty. And I think it was absolutely the right thing, given the circumstances, that it could be done with the Zygons and humans. But more broadly, it's just a smarter solution. Mm. It, it, it's about trying to find a better way than resorting to mass destruction, which would be which would be mm. simpler and also successful, but at what cost? Yeah. Say, it wasn't, the point wasn't mm. yeah, yeah. this solution, it was yeah. there is another solution yeah. to be found. I know. That being said, I don't... I would have preferred the ending dilemma if ultimately there was not another solution, and that some days you just can't be the Doctor. And I think that's all right, and that's... To say to say John Hurt ultimately, you know what, you made... It was the difficult choice, it was a painful choice, but it was the choice that under the circumstances had to be made, is... And coming to accept that, move on from that, and go with that, and understand, you know what, I'm I'm content with this. I realize, like, as much as it hurt, and as much as it causes me pain, it was the only choice that could be made, and that's okay. Feels a lot more powerful to me than being able to go back in time and undo the trauma, because suddenly there's a new, easier solution. Well, now we're approaching the retcon argument, but just before that, I want yeah. to say, I think another important thing about the Zygon plot, as it relates to the overarching story is that it's, at its most simplest, it's just the War Doctor getting to go on what is an adventure mm. with these future selves and seeing oh, that yeah. he can be the Doctor again, which gives mm. him the character strength, not just the idea strength to make that decision. I agree, and I love that. Um, I mean, I mean, to be frank, I love the War Doctor 10-11 dynamic. It's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible at all times. Freya is staring into the void. <laughs> <laughs> a little. The funny thing about that, I, I have a friend who, who always says that he thinks if um, Eccleston had been in it, a side, if Eccleston had been in it and not the War Doctor, Eccleston would really have hated Matt Smith's Doctor. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that, maybe it's for the best that you got John Hurt written specifically to... I would have liked to have seen that argument. It would have <laughs> been great. It would have changed the tone a lot. Yeah, but, but I don't actually mind that. It would have been worth it. Mm. All right. Can uh, we begin? Um, yeah, there's obviously more stuff. Um, I mean, first of all, you know, we haven't really established this yet, but we had three doctors in this episode. We had Matt Smith, we had David Tennant, we had John Hurt. Uh, I mean, John Hurt as a doctor had only been introduced one episode or two, if you can't write as a doctor. Per. But I think he did a fantastic job here. To be frank. He's no. an incredible actor. Yeah, There's no. no question well, about it's that. It's hard to find someone who disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. He's absolutely incredible and great. Even I have it... a one episode of action, and he's one of my favourite doctors of all time. It's just. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like got a lot of fun moments, and I wish we had. I mean, we have some big finish with him uh, before he passed. He did record a bunch of War Doctor stuff, which is great. Uh, Thinking about it timeline wise, maybe there's something I'm missing here, but. Wouldn't it have also worked just as well to have um, Paul McGann play that role? It would have. I mean, I think the reason, the ultimate reason is what they wanted was to, you know, because Paul McGann could have very easily done that, but they wanted to have to 
face the uh, realization that it was on his last life in the 50th anniversary, so time of the Doctor. Ah. So they needed to add in a new regeneration, and they needed <laughs> to make see. sure that Stolen Earth uh, regeneration counted, uh, just to make sure that they I'm had really enough. Really reaching there. <laughs> well, fairness, I think Stolen Earth regeneration counting as one is a good call. Uh, it was a little much to add in a new Doctor. And I didn't like Time of the Doctor, so that didn't pay off. But I love John Hurt, so... Yeah, it's worth it, even if yeah. it's a bit messy to get there. Yeah. Those are my thoughts, anyway. Um, there's also um, young War Doctor stuff. Oh, yeah. So he doesn't actually... Turn, well, I, I think it's established in the episode, because... Well, well the night, night of the Doctor, anyway, because yes. you can see young John Hurt. John Hurt on PNG. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and... I yeah. never knew what that picture was meant to represent for ages. I just, like, looking at it, it wasn't really recognisable to me. Yeah, I almost wish they had just shown old John Hurt. And, you know, just the Doctor can kind of just exist at the same age for a very long time. <laughs> but without... if they specifically ask for the warrior potion and then they get an old man. Well, that's true, but the old man is the warrior. And besides, Matt Smith stays Matt Smith for 300 years. He looks yeah, pretty old true. by the end. No, 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 no. The 1,000 years on Trenzalor, he looks pretty old by the end. But between him regenerating to Matt Smith and him in this episode, 300 years have passed. Uh, which, you know, is... That's a lot. And he's still just the same Matt Smith. Uh, hell, the between um, season five, like yes. Matt Smith, uh, in the impossible astronaut day of the moon, the two Matt Smiths look functionally identical, but one of them is 300 years older than the other. So you can't just have John Hurt and have him around for any amount of time without having to say he gets older. Actually, I think but now you get the good finish. Mm. I think that's <laughs> a nitpick I have with the show in general, is it always it comes up with insane lengths of time for characters to have just waited, like Jodie Whittaker in the prison in the prison planet for like 100 years, was it? It was 20 and years. Basically, oh, 20. Still. Uh, no, so it, it wasn't as bad as 10 months though imagine yeah. if it had well, been 10 months <gasps> but it basically so nobody talked to me about change. 20 odd years of imprisonment I've had too much trauma with the Romana stuff <laughs> oh no anyways listen to Apocalypse Element oh no you're, get, you're gonna spoil Gallifrey for me you're not no, gonna no, watch no, that no no Apocalypse Element is before Gallifrey oh, okay it's like <laughs> pre that she I is president in it but yeah. like mm. basically she gets imprisoned by the Daleks for like 20 years so. oh god that's a trauma time Yes, yeah, it is, and then nobody helps her afterwards, and it makes me so mad. Like, not even the doctor. He he tries to leave without saying goodbye to her, after making her basically hold the eye of harmony together with her bare hands. Alright, uh, I don't know how much time we have. No, we don't. Uh, well, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I did establish in the podcast note, Freya screams about Gallifrey for five oh, minutes so actually planned. make that ten. So this is all planned. So you still have a bit of time, then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, 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 I'm saving it for later. Oh, <laughs> Alright, oh, great. Um, okay, let's move on, then. Kate Stewart being a boss-ass girl boss. Oh, <laughs> the real schedule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, first of all... Uh, who sucked for sit predicts once again uh kate stewart's in this episode kate stewart's in uh power free that's next week's episode we'll come on to that more later um but you know i do think that her character kate stewart's her very first line yeah, i love that so, so much. much oh it's a <laughs> great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's so sweet no i love, her. I love kate she stewart so much very, very sweet. yes uh no, Kate, it's just wonderful to have her. Osgood is wonderful as well. Was this was Osgood in Power Three? I don't remember now. No, she I wasn't. This, so this was our first episode. Especially because uh, she's only just introduced to the Doctor. Because yeah, the Doctor yeah. says, "Do you have a name?" She says, "Yes." Oh, I'm getting Osgood yeah. confused with Oswin and Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Just Stephen White. Stephen White. Uh, yeah. Oh, Osgood. Oh right, I forgot. I didn't have a single note in all the podcast notes about Clara. Oh well, it doesn't matter much. <laughs> Nobody cares about Clara. Yeah. <laughs> 
She's How like, dare you? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's a small pe- a small minority of fans who really like Clara. Definitely some of the people I was sitting with were very excited for her scenes. <laughs> Clara supports my objections to 10. She has to be alright. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> the low mode of agony and pain that I'm going to inflict upon you. Yeah, right. Music to my ears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's break up this fight. <laughs> there's not going to be a fight. I want to talk about Kate Stewart some more. Because yes, yes. Just do, do, it, do, it, do, it, do it. She's brilliant in this episode, actually. And also, spoilers, but Zygon Kate. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, her attitude when she's like the Zygon yeah. and it's sort of revealed just before she changes. Yeah. Like, that is good. I still note, so given well. Unit has fought the Zygons before and has fought other shapeshifters and body snatchers and all sorts of aliens, it makes very little sense that Kate Stewart can just rock up to the Black Archive, say, let me in, and be let in, without <laughs> anyone doing any kind of anti-Zygon or anything checks, because she is a Zygon when she does it, too. Uh, also, it made less sense to me that somehow Unit could track down all the Doctor's companions when the Doctor couldn't do so himself. But Freya, you said that you know maybe it was while the Doctor was traveling yeah, some, with them, yeah, and that actually the makes more sense. Yeah, some pictures are in black and white. Yeah, but obviously because it was filmed in black and white. But yeah. also, it makes sense with that because oh, some yeah. of the pictures are in black and white. This is from ages ago. She mm. got the pictures off her dad. They've just been in their face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like that would make that makes more sense. sense. Yeah, I, I I never believed it to be otherwise, really. I don't yeah. think they gathered people in a short space of time. No, that's fair. It's, I mean, the n- notable thing is, uh, speaking of the Black Archive, we're now going to talk about the Sarah Jane Adventures briefly, because we come yeah. onto the, the Black Archive when it first appeared in Doctor Who in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Uh, the Black Archive was this... Uh, let's, when was it? Enemy of the Bane. You've got... It's this tiny little warehouse in the middle of nowhere. The Bane, say. The enemy of the Bane. Oh, no, Freya. No, what have I done? <laughs> Freya, suddenly thinking about this one no, word all over again. No. No, no. Behave. Yeah, no. No, it's... Grumble, grumble. Uh, but it's just this tiny little black archive place we watched, you know, last year. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so they've got this little small place It's the black archive. And then now we get the um, the main black archive of, like, massive importance and whatever. But... And it has rivers in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it has uh, Jack's Vortex Manipulator from when he died, apparently, which... Mm. When one did you do that? Times. Oh, well, one <laughs> of the times, yeah, that's a good point. Yes. But, I mean, it had to be... Did it have to, like, assuming... If we're going to look at Torchwood now, so spo- Torchwood spoilers, that had to be... He used it to get out of Earth at the end of Children of Earth. Yes. Which means they are now saying that he had to come back to Earth later, and that's Miracle Day is canon, and I don't like that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like that thought at all. I don't think Maybe we can ignore Miracle Day being canon, just say it's um, from some of the uh, Torchwood Big Finish stuff before uh, they stopped doing those, uh, which, you know, fair. Um, you know, maybe that's when he died. Maybe he died at the same time, like... No, I'm not going to talk about this too much because this is going to get. They specifically say it's a time when he died and then got back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. It uh, could be any time. Yeah. It really also, could be any time. They assume Jack question. only had one vortex manipulator. This is true. Yes. <laughs> we assume, they assume that. I also that... assume it's canon that River got hold of it at some point. Um, well, I mean, at some point, River was given a Vortex Manipulator fresh off the ha- wrist of a handsome time agent. Exactly. But that could have been any time agent. Uh, mm. It could have Unless been... it was Captain John. <gasps> <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, that would be fun. That, that pairing. Wow. Yeah, uh, it could have been. But we do know that if Captain Jack is the face of Bo, the face of Bo does not end up with a Vortex Manipulator. How would he even wear one? 
He was wearing one of his tendrils. Uh, He's got tendrils. The more important question, why was a fez deemed art too dangerous for human consumption? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you know, River shot that fez and she was right to do so. Um, We think it was that fez. Uh, well, it, maybe was it that fast? That's a good when well, the uni- when no the universe no <laughs> no but the universe was restored and perhaps that first had a trace of the old universe. But I don't know. I don't know. It was an excuse for Eleven to get a fez. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't can, mind can that. Stephen, stop. Yeah, in fairness, actually, that was one of the things about the episode. I have no complaints about because oh, seeing well, the fez. Actually, it's probably Matt's fault as well because. Matt really liked the Fez. Yeah. Like, Stephen wanted to kill the Fez. And Matt said, no, I want to keep the Fez. Wait, is, yes. was the Fez bad? Well, no, it was just that... Um, I love the Fez. Stephen was like, oh, we're not going to have the Doctrine of Fez this entire time. We're not going to make the Fez a thing. And then Matt was like, no, we have to make the Fez a thing. Make the Fez but a that thing. was why Stephen had already written into the script that River shoots it. Yeah. Because he knew that <laughs> Matt would go feral if he got his hands on one. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um... The no. bit of Stephen's writing that had me the most worried is when um, Billy Piper, Bad Wolf, was oh my talking God. and she was saying, Oh, I think they call me, and then she pauses, and I was so terrified she was going to say sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I was God. certain. God. Um, but yeah, no, Rose was in this episode, apparently. Not well, no, no, Rose wasn't. wasn't. Well. Billy Piper was she in. Was not yeah, episode. that's a good point. Yeah, Billy Piper was in this episode. My notes here are moment shiga- shenaniganery, uh, which shenaniganery is a hilarious and fun word to say. Me and Joseph were discussing this before the podcast. Shenaniganery, just say that. Like, it's shenanig- a word Billy Piper's character would say. Yeah, um, but no, <laughs> I've, like, why? Why was, I mean, it's I like Moffat's... You know, I know there's some people, that Christian, in this society who are not a fan of Rose. I do not mind her. Uh, I think, for the most part, she is enjoyable. There are some moments when she is definitely not. Uh, and I think that's usually more a bit of work of the time, a bit of character that's frustrating. But most of the time, I like her, even if I think Martha and Donna are better. Uh, and I acknowledge that she has a special place in the Doctor's history for kind of helping recover some of the time war uh, trauma anyway. Yeah. That's why Rose is the moment's embodiment is the justification in this episode anyway, uh, is that, you know, Rose is the person who helped ease most of the Doctor's time war trauma off from nine into ten. Uh, that being said, what was Billy Piper doing in this episode? I don't know. <laughs> I struggle to get through the bit when she's mocking no more without cringing horribly. Yeah. Um, I don't like the fact that she was picked for that thing because it should, it feels like it should be something in the Doctor's past. Because she said that she wanted to pick something from the Doctor's past, but then it sort of like got a bit mixed up. I do not know if I like the idea of it necessarily being an established character. That may sound weird. Well, it would be. I know, Fred, you're thinking you'd want it to be Romana, but. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But no, it would just be. It would make sense if it was a character from the past that could draw out some emotion. Because the whole point of the moment having a conscience and picking imagery from the Doctor's timeline is to be emotive. Yeah. Make it and it's not going to work. That would work. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to work if um, if, if it's someone who doesn't even know yet. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's not the same, but... You've got to have and, Billy and Piper it, in the And 50th. it annoys me. Yeah, I wanted her in the 50th, but I wanted her to interact with David Tennant at least once. The fact that yeah. he couldn't see her was, like, the most tragic yeah. part. I know that was kind of the point. It was tragic to have the... Uh, the bad wolf girl I could kiss you line and then she's joking yeah that's gonna happen and then David Tennant looks so <laughs> hopeful like bad wolf yeah, yeah and then, and then he bad immediately wolf. gets excited afterwards but then 
He does just happens. cut away and he yeah. doesn't care anymore, which is quite strange. Yeah. No, because it, cut, like, it cuts to him and he's like really hopeful, like eyes wide, yeah. excited. He's... And then he and then he launches into the plan with like added enthusiasm he didn't quite have before. And oh, it really kind of rips my yeah. heart apart. Well, still, <laughs> but... Could you really have had the reunite after Doomsday? Wouldn't that kind of hurt no, the definitive it... nature of it? After okay. Stolen After Jenny's End. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but also, like, if if you wanted to tackle that, you could, but if you're not going to, then just don't have her in the 50th. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, I love Billy Piper. She's an excellent actress, I think. Uh, I hate mm-hmm. Susie proved that anyway. Uh, that's the thing, right? Uh... No idea. I have no idea what you're referring. Uh, it oh, is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it, it is the thing. I'm, I'm right. I'm thinking of the right thing. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, it's weird that you know she was, she was vibing this episode. Uh, That's one word for it. Yeah. Um. Then we have. Uh. Let's see what else is there. Uh. Moving on. Uh. The biggest retcon in Who history until Here the timeless child. That is kind of, in a way, this is what. They undid the entire time. Well, they undid the ending of the time war. They did not undo the time war itself, but they undid the say, ending they of the didn't trauma. Didn't it because it still exists. Yeah, uh, but they undid the big moment of the Doctor's trauma, which to me anyway undermined a lot of the character arc. It is inarguably a retcon. I think mm. what we disagree on is to what extent it was the right choice to make for the special, and mm. I think it was. And I could explain why. If you want to go first, uh, I'm going to say. My reasons as to why it's bad is because I think it would be just so much more impactful to move on, to do stuff. And I understand and I get very much so that, um, you know, it's in a way cutting off Gallifrey was cutting off many stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Freya very much wanted s- some things of that sort. And I feel like there would have been a way to establish, have perhaps a moving on a new Gallifrey, an ability to make Time Lord survive without undoing the Doctor's decision. And without changing that. So wonder, but if any survived, then that undermines it. If like you The master were... already survived. Uh... <laughs> well, have them breed and repopulate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, How okay. do they do that, Fred? They just have to build looms. Do not speak to yeah. me. Do also, you know, um, this is, mind you, the biggest record in Who history until the timeless child. Oh, yeah. And this is where I said... I was going to mention the brain of Morbius later on. Morbius doctors uh, retcon. No, that's not true. Yeah, that's why I brought up the brain of Morbius and said I'd mention it again later. And now I've done that, so now we can move on again. I just had to remember to pay off my own foreshadowing. Look at that, I did foreshadowing. Lovely Doctor General. Yeah, I paid off my own foreshadowing. Genius. See, in terms of the retcon, I'm going to disagree that it gets rid of the Doctor's character arc. It doesn't. Because... His arc is about his guilt of the decision that he made now, rather than the action that he did. The fact that his future with that guilt managed to change his mind does not change the fact that he had made the decision to destroy everything. If not, and then he didn't destroy. And then he didn't also, make the decision. He didn't, he didn't remember any of it. Yeah, I, so actually, it, pre- it, pres- yeah. it is a bit cheating, but it does preserve it. Yeah. it so essentially. Uh, he's gone through the same thought processes from that point up to Eleven's actions in the Day of the Doctor. So that bit is preserved. And then after that, even though he's a bit happier about it, he has to know that he would have done it. He knows that he would have. They changed it, 
in retrospect, but he knows that he wouldn't. But the, the whole point is that he wouldn't and didn't do it, uh, because there was an alternative option. And the point of the decision, what I liked about it was that there was not an alternative option. It was, you know, uh, and the kind of accepting that, okay, as much as I hate this decision, as much as I hate this day, this is what has to be done would be a very powerful, impactful moment. Just having the doctors come back and all press the button together to validate John Hurt's decision in that moment and to kind of accept it and give the doctor a chance to genuinely move on without undoing the source of the trauma is so much better to me than just going back and saying, actually, save them all. Yay. I, that would have also worked. I, I, would, agree, would, have also, I would have been happy with that too. I would have also... been much happier with that. Um, but also, I wanted Gallifrey back. Yeah, I don't no. think you can have Doctor Who go on for that long hmm. without Gallifrey. Well, here's my perspective like, on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you had at least up like... until um, what episode was? Uh, was it um, the Time Warrior, or which it was an episode with Pertwee and Sarah Jane before Gallifrey? You know, uh, it was only established then. We've already seen it in War Doctor. Um, War Games. Sorry, I'm getting confused. <laughs> and we'd already seen it in War Games, but it wasn't named until. Was it the Time Monster? Um, or some episode... Oh, I just put in there. Yeah. It's, no, no. You can't have it gotten rid of for so long. And especially when everything else in Doctor Who has some kind of solution. To have, like, just this one thing that just so happens to be the one thing that's that important to the Doctor. To be the only thing in the universe without... I love that! I, I don't! <laughs> I, I, I don't! don't it, it makes no sense! It wasn't ever about there's there being no solution. There's it, always a way yeah. out. I dislike that there's always a way out, there's always a third option, because sometimes there isn't a third option, and accepting that and going through with making the decision is a powerful thing to do. Having there always be a third option cheapens the decision itself, and... I note that, yeah, I can understand why you definitely want to bring Gallifrey back. I want Romana to live, damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I can understand that very much. Um, but also I think it's a perfect tragedy they didn't need to kind of, which was slightly undermined. And also, the number of good televised Gallifrey stories, and I'm going to just no, stare at Joseph B for a moment as I say that, there have not been that many. I lament, but, yeah. and I was hoping for some more, mm. and then... Chip not destroyed again, again, which was worse. Given that you saved so it, given you saved it, don't destroy it again. That was oh. Except for the division, which is yeah. Not, well, no, uh, but more <laughs> importantly, we have the scene. That being said, as much as I hate the outcome, the scene of all twelve doctors. Uh, I, I know you're going to correct me, but I'm coming back to it because I'm going to make the point um, in a moment. All twelve doctors coming in to save Gallifrey. Even though I hated the outcome and I hated the fact that all the Daleks just randomly blew themselves up and that they didn't destroy all the Daleks who are now somewhere else in the universe and they didn't, like, the time war was somehow the time lock was breached and all of that shenaniganry. It, that scene was epically presented and awesome and makes you feel things. And then you've got the moment of no, all 13 and eyebrows. <laughs> Everyone That's cheered for that. That had eyebrows. the biggest reaction of any moment in the episode. Eyebrows. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Especially because well, I cheered at the time, not mm. even knowing who that doctor was, but having seen all I cheered of 12 at the time and then going back yes. and watching it again, yes. it's just lovely. Twelve's my favourite, honestly. <sighs> yes, I, really grown with <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love Twelve. Uh, I did not like him at first. 
I've warmed up over the course of season nine and ten. I, I still have issues with season eight. I didn't in deep breath. Series eight was not one of my favorites. Yeah. I loved him as a character within like maybe one or two episodes. Yeah, like, his character and his acting, Sean Fu. Yeah. The writing was weak enough that it didn't work for me. I don't usually me. go. That's the Doctor in a regeneration story, like the first story after regeneration, because they're a bit loopy. You don't really know who they are mm. yet. Yeah. Uh, like their first proper episode after that, I feel is very important about mm. like who their character is. Yeah. And, and like it was only with the after... exception. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say with the exception of nine, because but then most yeah. wasn't a regeneration episode. No, so. it wasn't. They See, wasn't immediately post regen, so that's fine. See, with twelve, I went. He's the Doctor. The second, he's in the TARDIS talking to Strax through the door. The way he raises his eyebrows, grins, and backs away. At that moment, literally his first scene, I went. That's the Doctor. See, I, I like that, but then you don't know who they're going to become until they stop being a bit loopy, if you know what I mean. So, like, I tend to reserve judgment, like, on purpose, mm. um, because yeah. they're not, they haven't really grown into themselves yet. Oh, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that is understandable. You can, you can make sense of that. If we so, can come back uh, around to the retcon just briefly. Yes. I think my, my take on it is that, We're going to retcon that bit of the podcast yeah, that, that, out. that never happened. We changed yeah. it. So yeah, no. I, mean, I can say it all again. <laughs> So my perspective on it is that, of course, the destruction of Gallifrey was instrumental in the arc of, like, the Ninth Doctor and a lot of going onwards. But I think and once, the Tenth Doctor yes, and bits of the Eleventh Doctor. But once you get to, like, Season 7, it doesn't really have an impact on the show anymore. And I think it makes more sense to use the 50th as, a, as an opportunity to put something new to enable more stories going forwards. Like, there's so much more possibility. It's like we've done that arc to its completion. We did it as well as mm. we could, and now it's time to have something new for the yeah. next 50 years of the show. I exactly. get what you're saying, and I get that, yes, uh, because death cuts off character options. This opens up more stories, but I feel like this undermines a lot of the stories beforehand, and they could have focused on building new things for the future, and... I mean, as well, I don't feel like most of the Gallifrey stuff was paid off at all, given what happened. That doesn't change my thoughts on it. It just makes me feel, what the hell, Chibnall? Um, but, you I know... I just want decent Gallifrey content. No, I know, Freya, I understand. Watch Owlbent. No. <laughs> no, listen to Gallifrey. Yeah, no. Honestly, um, there's actually... Also, I, I, I do love the time war, though, for giving us the basis for the Gallifrey Time War series yeah. on audio because oh, they are so yeah. good. But I think that the like, whole... Oh, angst in those. I mean, I think <laughs> me watching or when I listen to Time War, and I will, I will listen to it knowing full well that, like, I'm going into it having watched Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead. I know that they're all going to die at the end. And that makes it in many ways so much more powerful watching River's Ark kind of crying the way through uh, because I know that she's not going to make Wait, it. What? River dies in Silence of the Library, Forest yeah, is dead for us. We know yeah, this, but why is that relevant? No, because it's the same, because I will be going back in oh. knowing these characters will all die. Uh, and then they, it's kind of that death would actually make something and mean something. But I don't think, I as much as I love, for at least yeah, uh, no. cool. And that would be that would be great and surprise me. Yeah, that would be great and surprise me, and I'd love it. But also, I feel like if they'd gone back in and suddenly uh, had River say be able to manifest from inside the library or something in some episode, that might undermine the fact that she was dead in the first place. Just you wait; they're going to change it so she never dies. <laughs> yeah, and I'd hate that because that would undermine a lot of the emotional arc and feelings went through, even if you know everyone thought she died. It's all Stephen Moffat canon that she lives in the library forever. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, and I like that. But manifesting outside of it again, you know, it's a happy ending there. And uh, the 
the Time Lords had a great civilization for many years, but it comes crumbling down. Um, the day of the Doctor, I feel, doesn't undermine the other things, because to me, the point is more that the Doctor has become so tired and hopeless, John Hurt's portrayal, that he wouldn't consider any other options. And he's still that character. He changes by the end, but that's still the point he's reached, and the point that Eccleston has to recover from and become his old self again. Uh, I disagree, I disagree. I think, yeah, yeah no, I, I could talk about this for ages, uh, but, you know, whatever. Let's move on to... Uh, just quickly, how the hell did the Zygons and Elizabeth get all the Time Lord out stasis cubes? Theft. Shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> Shenaniganery. Yeah. This suffices. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. No, that, that's all we need to say. I don't think that needs an explanation. It, it's the I'm, same level as the Fez, it's fine. Yeah, I, I feel like... I'm content that they can get hold of them somehow. I feel like, it may, given the importance of the, um, specifically the Gallifrey Falls painting and the resolution of the episode, it could have been addressed a little more. But that's fair. I feel like it would have already blo- bloated down an episode, but it was already too bloated anyway. Uh, so let's move on to questions. Well, should we talk about the caretaker very briefly? <gasps> that is in the questions. That is in oh, the questions. Oh, one. Yeah, no, no. I was gonna, I was gonna get onto that. Um, first, from the Five-ish Doctors, which Who actors slash crew would you want to see in a Five-ish sequel? The answer is all of them. I, well, yes, but I want a companion's version. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah. So cool. Get Free Mo Get Catherine Tate. Get uh, oh, yes. get Karen Gillan. Get Arthur Darvell. Well, I was yes. thinking more like classic. But... Oh, that too. Um, get in. I, I, I bring want... back and confirm lesbian Tegan Nissa. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Russell's already canonized that anyway. Oh, yeah. well, I want Thank them, you, Russell. I want Katie Manning. I want Louise Jameson. I want Lana. Wall. I just, I just want. Yeah. Yes. Please. Yeah. Bring them all. Great. Uh, also, John Leeson doing his whole canine thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should, question two. Should anniversary specials be a celebration of the past, or should they look forward to the future? Both. both as I agree does. both. <laughs> I agree both. I don't... I think I if think... you're going to weight it towards one side, past. I, yeah, 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 because it's a celebration of the history. The... See, that's a question that I raise uh, in many ways. Is Day of the Doctor more towards past or more towards future? Because Five-ish is definitely the celebration of the past. Oh, it's, it's but I almost past. think Day of the Doctor is almost more towards both. future. I, I think it's about no, 50, I would, no, Day's definitely past. I think the only really? future in Day is all 13. Yeah. No, 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 not just... Well, and it opens up possibilities. Well, it's yeah. No, yeah, I think the, it opens the, the story for the future. The extra Doctors is... Uh, it's the future thing. Uh, mm. So that's what, I, because it's a very hopeful tone, I feel like it makes it 50 50. It looks at the future of the but story, content. but the past of the show. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fair. I, I think, yeah, when it t- in terms of content is past, in terms of tone, mm. it's future. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, imagine a trolley rolling down the tracks towards five ish <laughs> doctors fun. tied to the tracks. In front of you is a lever which, when poured, diverts the trolley onto a track to which River and Missy are tied. Do you pull the lever? Right, let me take the lever no. on this one. <laughs> it doesn't say that it has to be, like, the doctor doctors for a start. So if it could just be any random doctors, then of course I have no morals. If it is the doctor doctors... River and Missy can regenerate! So can the doctor. So can the doctor. Yeah, I know, but uh, if they are <laughs> random human, no, if they're random human doctors, you are killing them. <laughs> yeah, but then they'd regenerate with a different face, and they're pretty. So if you're telling them, say they're little uh, people and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right. <laughs> so no, I would. Um, Understandable. In both scenarios, murder the doctors. But if they were like the doctor doctors, I would hesitate for like Fair. maybe half a second longer. All right, I'm gonna just pause right here and say this is the 50 minute anniversary of this podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I'm hope, but mind you, we have edited a small bit out, so that is not actually going to be exactly the case. But whatever. Yeah. So you're gonna look at the. You're gonna be looking down at the timestamp right now. You're like, what? It's only forty nine minutes. And like, no, it's it's fifty. Now it's fifty. Now it's fifty. Probably. Now fifty minute anniversary of this podcast. Yay. Anyway, um, the forty nine minutes is the fiftieth minute. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, how do you think Peter, Colin, and Sylvester? Because we know them on first name basis, is found out upon finding out that Baker and McGann, because we know them on last name basis, were in the anniversary. Uh, because obviously Paul McGann snuck into Night of the Doctor, and, the and Tom Baker <laughs> was the curator, so curator time. Hmm. Curator uh, time. I'm not sure how they would have passed. <laughs> I mean, they I think. Just happy to be in it. Um, I mean, you know, they've done the five-ish Doctor stuff. I think they were fine and okay, given that was made. Uh, Tom Baker coming back. I mean, like the curator was a fantastic moment anyway that I really loved. Uh, mm. It was nice, even though I feel like perhaps we should have gotten some representation for the other Doctors genuinely the in the special. It's so yeah. strange, but it works for me in a way that Vinny Pipers doesn't. Well, the, the curator's performance is it is just Tom Baker. So uh, good. Whereas so good. Billy Piper is being, um, and it is just Tom Baker's doctor, just Tom Baker doing Tom Baker things. Whereas oh, Billy Piper's I is love, just completely I different. Love the not Tom Baker thing specifically because it sounds like it's Tom Baker talking to Matt Smith about the role of the yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the meta role. Really I love that. Like the I love that. Like, the curator scene. You and maybe you're me. Congratulations. The yeah. handshake. It's, yeah. it's all just, it feels like yeah. he's talking to him like as an actor, not the doctor. But then equally, it is just two doctors talking to each other. And exactly. that's it's adorable. Great. It's adorable. It fun. works on both levels. And it's probably my favourite bit of the whole yeah. episode. It do makes we, me very happy. Do we want to answer a couple more questions or do we want to wrap up here? Um, no. We, if, if we have time, then a couple more. Fine. Oh, well, I mean, it depends on what you all want to do because apparently time doesn't matter, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> time doesn't matter. We're, it, we're talking about a show about time travel. Time doesn't matter. <laughs> the time show is not show. about time travel. <laughs> I hate this. Quick, rattle through some more questions quickly. Yeah. Um, thir- Thirteen went like. back to meet Cass, apparently. Oh, no, yeah, that what? was um, Christian talking about the target novelisation of mm. Dave the Doctor. And apparently the 13th Doctor did actually go and meet Cass afterwards. Like, um, oh, before she set off. So, actually... I don't like I it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think that is quite sweet but also in a way she'd be torturing herself yeah. slightly also, I think it that seems it, to belittle Cass's hatred of Time Lords yeah no, it, do they get along? I haven't read no, it no because I'm assuming I'm assuming I, I have not read this I've so, not read it either um, I'm assuming they don't know Cass the doctor doesn't know so I think it's the, a way of the doctor trying to assuage her guilt over it but the fact that that guilt persists for that long I think is quite nice yeah I don't know how the moment's written so no, I, shouldn't, I mean, shouldn't speculate too much if, we yeah, no, if it was going to be I mean I feel like given what happened the doctor most likely to go back and do that first would be 10 on the end of time universe yes. crossing void yeah. given that death of the doctor uh, establishes that he went back and saw every classic companion as well uh which you know I loved um I feel like if that's to be the case that would be the moment not 13 agreed but I think Stephen was probably just looking for a place to put it in the Fair. Uh, yeah, um, and then Freya, do you want to read out the last question thing? Because I know I have m- different thoughts on this than you do. Oh yeah, again, Christian talking about the target novelization uh, that we've not read. <laughs> but apparently, River helps wipe Eleven's memories of how many children there were on Gallifrey. But actually, I don't mind that because I feel like she would do it 
out of good because she knows that the doctor's just torturing himself basically and i don't think the doctor would want to forget so it sort of explains eleven's not i prefer no, eleven lying I, th- I think he's like i don't i see i think both can be true she helps him kind of forget it she doesn't wipe it she doesn't wipe it completely <clears throat> he like she helps make it a little bit more bearable which mm. actually just shows the doctor's struggle with that information yeah which i think makes that information more impactful the fact that he was struggling so much that river was like i'm going to make an executive decision that you can't have it anymore because it's just yeah it's only hurting you again i feel like the episode is better if it's the doctor um being able to accept the decision understand and feel bad and honor the sacrifice of everyone and not call it a good act but understand that it was an act that was done and that's okay and the doctor can move on from the trauma without having to wipe people's minds and without having to uh like save the planet i kind of prefer that in a way I mean, that's valid. You can think, like... Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I I completely understand your reasons for preferring that way anyway. But, yeah. Uh, And that's every question we have. So, next week, we are going to be... Obviously, if this comes up before Sunday, this that will be a miracle. Uh, Survivors (laughs) of the Flux. Uh, And next Tuesday... We will be coming back in with, uh, that's a live watch, you know. Uh, next Tuesday, we'll be coming back in with the Horns of Nymon and the Power of Free. Yes. And uh, if anyone, if you know, you know, don't tell the others yet. <laughs> I don't think I know. You don't know. <laughs> oh. You don't know. But if you know, when you, we say Horns of Nymon, Power of Free, you know. So, how many Nymons have you seen today? <laughs> no, don't, don't say that. You're going to give it away now. You're going to hear it Nymon away now. just another word for small black cube? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. And with that, uh, uh, goodbye. Uh, good oh, evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.